this week but a little late tonight a little late tonight it's a late night on uh well it's actually friday morning technically right uh for the last 39 minutes yeah yes. we, we've been talking shop we uh, and i sat in traffic for a half hour on a dark country road because they there was a big ass crane and some big green drilly looking thing oh. that i'm pretty sure is like some kind of super villain like I thought like Bebop and Rocksteady were gonna pop out of it. <laughs> I wish. We had um, we had a uh, extra innings two tonight, so that yeah. didn't help. Was that six in a row? Six in a row. Nice. Six extra inning home games in a row. But uh, that's neither here nor there because we're we're back with a new Rad Years podcast. And lucky you. Yeah, lucky you guys. You guys get to hear us talk about one of your favorite uh, subjects. And before we get into pomp and circumstance of the episode, Squeezer. We're talking Macho Man? Oh, if only. I, I'd talk Macho Man. First name Macho, last name Man. Ooh, yeah. Freak out, freak out. Uh, that was my poor impression. That was my impression of Bruce Pritchard's impression. Uh, did you see Charmin's now offering... A Charmin Freedom Roll. It's a uh, go up to one month before changing your toilet paper roll. It looks like one of those giant hospital-sized rolls of toilet paper. With the same quilted goodness? Same. It's your same Charmin that you get anywhere. See, I don't trust anything sold by bears. See, I buy Charmin young. now to begin with. So... You know, I trust in Charmin. I, I think, prefer Cottonelle. I think this might be good for the environment because, you know, less paper paper rings. Yeah, but that's also fewer art projects you can make. And what about people with gerbils? <laughs> I remember our, our colleague Dwayne for the longest time was saving the toilet paper. Oh, not toilet paper. Uh, paper towel rolls for you. Paper towel and toilet paper. Admiral would save the uh, toilet paper rolls for me. Dwayne yeah. would save the paper towel rolls for me. Yeah, for your journal. You don't have them anymore, and right? No, they have. They have since passed. Aww. They have. They have since passed. So this um, is this is a twelve point five inch roll. The the diameter of toilet paper. It's called the Freedom Jesus. Roll. Yeah, you, I, have, you have to get a special I, holder for is it. Is there is there a challenge that goes along with this? Like you can eat so many burgers. And you get a free T-shirt. If I can use legitimately use this entire roll in one sitting, do I get a free T-shirt? Uh, and some preparation H. I'm assuming. I'm doing tie the night before. Oh God! Welcome to the show, folks. Yeah, Shaman Freedom Roll. Um, let's talk about our website, radiers.com. If you haven't been there yet. Uh, I have. I was today. Did, what'd you read? Uh, I, I finally caught up. I, I read the Dick Tracy one. What'd you think? Um, uh, quite. It was fun. Okay. I, I enjoyed that. And it, I really, because I mean, I, we, it's funny. I loved it as a kid. 
and I still do to this day, and it's one of my favorite movies, and as someone who loves, you know, cinematography and shit, I oh, the film, adore that movie. The it's film gorgeous. The noir and the colors and everything, yeah. yeah. It, it's like my two favorite things. Like, it takes the colorfulness of the comic book world and the film noir look and just beautifully mashes them together. Right. And then also the um, uh, the Batman Returns uh, stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah, the Dick Tracy stuff, it's funny because, like, I didn't feel like – maybe it's because, like, they stopped producing the action figures. We didn't get a cartoon and all that. Like, I felt like I was alone oh, in that world. Oh, really? Oh, man. I, I felt like uh, – yeah, I, it, there wasn't as much fanfare as Batman, but I thought it was pretty – pretty solid i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna hit the rocketeer don't worry he's on my list he's coming uh but um because i i talked about in the batman returns mm-hmm. like those were the fillers uh what do you the batman returns one i kind of like i did it last night and i just kind of freestyled it i didn't really know where i was going with it uh i thought it turned out okay i should reread it i was reading it while shooting an interview for you uh, so yeah. uh, it was all right story i was i was I had to focus on one thing. I'm not quite sh- remembering which one it was at the time. So, did you read the birthday memories one? I did not get there yet. I'm bouncing around. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's some there's some good ones. You could. I wrote about being sick in the summer, and the triaminic, <laughs> orange triaminic. I wrote about. I I wrote some July Fourth memories. You could read about Friday nights in the summer and Saturdays in the summer. I reviewed some serials that came out this year uh, for the summer. Um, I talked about my obsession with Ghostbusters, uh, some Toys R Us memories. I talked about staying up late and, and summer nights, and you you even related to that one. The whole oh, I lived out there. Yeah, uh, I we uh, of course, Enchantress and I went to a drive-in, and I wrote about memories from the drive-in, uh, shopping in mini marts. Uh, I'm sure everyone Are you had. Moving? Are you moving your mic? No, I'm hitting. I'm playing with the windscreen. Sorry. Okay. Um, why is my voice going in and out? No, no. All I hear is the windscreen. This? Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. I got to stop that. Sorry, everybody. End uh, of tonight, I am posting. I have it, like, started. I say I'll finish it up. Oh, I know what it is. Because I snuck up on you all ninja-like. Oh, yes. Ancient Gatorade. So I'm talking about old Gatorade flavors from the 90s. When they, you know, when we thought Gatorade was, like, the... The ultimate health beverage, <laughs> and that after drinking it, we had maximum athleticism and strength, and can do anything. Yes. And it made you an athlete. It was like kombucha before um, they discovered vegetables and grass could heal you. Right, and all you needed was some sugar, artificial colors, and flavoring. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, those were the good old days. That's why. That's why we call them Rad Years. So check out radiers.com, our summer vacation event. And um, also a big shout out to our buddy Josh at Oh, I Had That. He, yes. He hooked us up with a couple of uh, of his Toys R Us, I Don't Want to Grow Up uh, pins. Uh, that's what it said, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. It's, it's so nice. And I, I, I don't have many nice things. <laughs> um, I know. I, I, I have it. I left it at my office to add to my pin wall with all my zombie toy sailor, uh, Hasbro would be pins, uh, along with uh, the other crazy collection of pins I have on my pin wall there. So that will join it with the with the card backing on my pin wall. Uh, I think I'm gonna. I'm, it actually gives me a reason to go back to the dry cleaner and pick up my suit. <laughs> it's gonna be your and lapel. Then, 
I'm just going to walk around like I'm a senator or something. Like, look at me. I have a pin on my jacket. Right. You fly the flag. I've got Toys R Us. Yeah. So we each, it's like, know. I'm pretty sure that like is like their security clearance or something. I think that's how they like use those. Uh, they're trackers, uh, some, I believe. Some of them. Yeah. 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 So I'm going to try. I'm just going to wa- I'm going to put that on and I'm going to go down to D.C. and just walk into any building I can. Like, oh, I got a pin. <laughs> I got a pin. It's my it's my clearance. So, so when someone else, uh, you hear someone else's voice on the next episode of the Radgers podcast, um, that that's that's why. Go to Washington Post, look in the uh, police blotter, and look for uh, Squeezer's name. Okay, I'll do that. Um, in the meantime, in the meantime, speaking of toilet paper, if you're ever down in D.C., I don't know if it's the same now if security got any tighter. But if you go to um, uh, with the not the Hall of Records, um, it's that fancy place. Congressional Library. What's that? No. Um, we can like look stuff up. Like it's like the Hall of Records. I'm sure if someone knows what the hell I'm talking the about. The Hall of Justice. No, it's like no, that's that's not real. That's in DC. Uh, that's in DC Comics. Um, the hell's the name of that place i'll remember it later but if you ever need a, a a good clean bathroom sure you have to go through security but once you're in you're good to go not the congressional library uh no the library it's, uh, national archives ah the national That's archives it. yeah go into national archives and you can just say oh i want to look up my grandfather's military record and then they'll tell you that they keep those in uh missouri but you go all right well i'm going to check it out anyway and they let you in they scan your bag they give you a little wandy wand and then you go down and they got quality toilet paper and they're clean and it's air conditioned do they have the charm and freedom roll they i'm sure they will now because it's all about freedom it is all about freedom so you can down some freedom fries and then use up a freedom roll and then use the freedom of information act to get some dirt on people Ooh, yeah full circle uh anyway check out radiers.com for any for no other reason but to see a picture of a sweaty young ryan clinching onto his hulk hogan wrestling buddy Aww. uh like a few years later he's gonna pretend it's his date tonya harding that was a story we told on on uh, it's in the uh, radiers archive you could access it through radiers.com and you don't even have to go through security to do it right you don't have to go through security to hear that so, Squeeze, what are we talking about tonight? Oh, we are going everything Nintendo. So not just NES games, not just SNES games, not just N64 games, not just whatever the fuck came after that. We are going the whole gamut of anything that has the Nintendo banner on it. I'd yeah, say, so I still kind of, I found myself kind of lumped into a little time frame, like a specific window. Um, and, you know, kind of some Nintendo history stuff that doesn't fit anywhere else. All right. Well, I, I kind of, yeah, I, 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 I did like a, like a pinnacle out into the not, like late nineties, but I don't pass 1996, a, I believe. A pinnacle? So. Like, or a peninsula? No, a pin, like a, 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 like if you're looking at my graph, like a pinnacle. That would go up though, not out, No. Well, yeah, well, out from the line, so up. Out is also up. Mm, are we looking left to right or up and down? We'll see. It could if it was if it was up and down, it would be out. So you don't know. It's still a pinnacle. 
You don't don't get with semantics with me. I'm right. Well, let, let's not get into a debate about orientation. That <laughs> seems to get people fired up. <laughs> it's true. How about we uh, start? It's my it's my turn to start first. And how about I get this party going? Nintendo Power Magazine. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of everything I learned from Nintendo Power came from uh, Blake Harris's book, Console Wars. We had Blake on the show. It was a great episode. You could go back in the archives and download that and listen to him and read his book if you haven't. But I learned that it was started by Gail Tilden, a marketing manager for Nintendo in 1988 because she ran the Nintendo newsletter and it, or whatever the fun club was. And it was so popular, they decided, like, oh, we can make some money off this. Let's make a magazine. And for 15 bucks, you got six Nintendo Powers and six, like, uh, strategy guides. So, like, one, episode, one magazine a month for 15 bucks. That was a pretty good price. Mm-hmm. Uh, still too rich for my parents' blood. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I got the occasional one. Cause, yeah, you know, so you could still I. get them off a of newsstand. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I never got the. It was something was weird in my house. Like you couldn't like subscription. No, no, it's some kind of no, scam. We're not going to be locked into something. Yeah, exactly. I, it wasn't just your house. It was it was everyone's house. Okay. And and now it's so weird when you say it in a day where day where everything is a subscription. Everything's a subscription now. Everything. Uh, it's 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 all you. It's. I I was counting out to entrenches my subscriptions the other day and it's mortifying you would be mortified what i pay i'm not to subscribe to things whether it be junk boxes which i canceled loot crate is no longer for me i'm done with them Aww. uh I, was, I had high hopes this past month jurassic park and um ghostbusters were both on the docket mm-hmm. and it was pretty much garbage they, uh, sorry harry uh, what's that Sorry, Harry. Harry? You said high hopes. Oh, oh. We're talking Philadelphia. We're going, we're going deep about mm, anyone within 60 miles of us gets that. Right. <laughs> uh, anyway. Uh, so, yeah, that, that's uh, out, I'm out of, of the Loot Crate game, everybody. And um, I would subscribe to... To, if they would just like start a Nintendo Power subscription where they just start from the first issue that came out in 1988 and just start giving out subscribe to that. A re-release. Just the original? I mean, you could probably find these online now. Yeah, they're all scanned and online. Yeah. No, but even like, you know me, I'm Captain Tangible over here. Uh, to buy? Yeah, you could buy them on eBay. You could buy them at most... Uh, toy shows we go to, comic book mm-hmm. shows, everyone's, always, but they're always selling them at a fucking premium. They sell them, they really rip you off. Not not Transformer ripoff, though. No, but it's like 10 bucks an issue. Like, are you kidding me? Nah, I can. Sometimes they do that with WWF magazines, too. Uh, but you really mm-hmm. gotta search for a deal. 
I remember these. I treat these were the same for WWF, WWF magazine. Uh, as far as most of my interaction with them was on uh, that was one. I finally got my parents to agree to subscribe me to WWF magazine. Mainly because they couldn't drag me, like they were paying a major premium at the newsstand because they had to buy it for me. But I would read Nintendo Power. We just didn't have enough Nintendo games to warrant getting a subscription to Nintendo Power. It's true. But um, I was a big fan of 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 uh, Nestor and the little comic books and the tips, and I still have my uh, like we talked about in the show before the my Final Fantasy Power Guide. And my, uh, I remember my, my brother and I got the Mario Brothers Three Power Guide. Um, we went through and found everything in that in that game, and there's mm-hmm. still there's still stuff we never found. So this was uh, like the little maps and everything. Um, yeah, and for me, like someone that is really neurotic and uh, yeah, I would obsess over these little things, like especially like. The maps and stuff. Not even. I wouldn't even have the games. Like oh, one in particular. Yeah, yeah. You, one in particular. Like I had like uh, the one, the Super Mario Kart one. Right. I didn't even have Super Nintendo. <laughs> I, I. But was, it had all the maps for the courses. I remember going through the Fester's Quest one, like all the the stuff in it, and I'm like, I don't even have this fucking game. And can do you still have it, please? Because I have Fester's Quest here, and first one I need to get it to work. Uh, I. Can't, there's only so much blowing and and smacking you can do to make something work. That game's near uh, impossible. Good luck. Yeah. Um, you you still got that Nintendo Power though? Uh, I, I, I need the help. I might have it somewhere at my dad's. Yeah. Uh, and uh, just before we move on, last uh, Christmas, Nintendo announced the return of Nintendo Power as. Um, but in a different form, in a ver- form of media that you and I hold dearly, uh, podcast. Uh, it's Nintendo Power Podcast is um, uh, is out there. Apparently, uh, the frequency of the series isn't as is, is great as it should be, but uh, it's out there. There's a Nintendo Power Podcast where they talk about I don't know how that works compared to a magazine. Maybe maybe they believe in uh, quality over quantity. Yeah, unlike us, we just like churning them out. Well, something's gonna stick. Yeah, yeah. You, I think, like one of those little hand things you get out of the egg machine. Right, and we're. Uh, I think we have a lot of. Um, what's that dust on us? No, and then we don't stick anymore. What's that? <laughs> what's that syndrome uh, that uh, you fall in love with your captors? Uh, Sherlock Holmes syndrome. Oh wait, no. Um, I'm just googling. By the time you figure it out, Stockholm syndrome. Sandra Bullock syndrome. Shit, <laughs> I knew it was a city. Stockholm syndrome. I feel like by the by after like five or six podcasts, we have them sucked in Stockholm syndrome, and they feel like you know we, they do like us, but it's it's a trick. You guys, you really... Oh, shit, I shouldn't tell them that. You really don't like us. We, we've got you fooled. You just enjoy our, our our joshing with each other and our and Squeezer's dulcet tones. Hang on. How do you spell that? What? Dulcet? 
Are you saying if I'm insulting you or not? Oh, look at that! No, yeah. oh, that's nice. Sweet and soothing. Sweet and soothing. Yeah. Look at you. You're like a fucking source yeah. of words. <laughs> I like that you had to look up to see if I was insulting you or not. Uh, anyway, let's go on. Let's start with your first pick. I was gonna say let's move on to your next pick, but it's your first one. We're really we're really at a good pace for this episode, Squeezer. I'm proud of us. Trying to find the Nintendo games you want can be a lot like being in the Nintendo game. Another game. Come on. You can end up looking in all the wrong places. Oh, no. Stand back, son. Or you can go to Toys R Us. Toys R Us has the world's biggest selection of Nintendo games and accessories at everyday low prices. Next time, let's just come to Toys R Us. <sighs> this is what's this about? Well, I'm I'm talking uh, Nintendo Seal of Quality. Ah, but I figured I came across this commercial, and I figure, uh, why not pay a little homage to the place that I bought my Nintendo games at that we no longer can. See, I didn't get a lot of my Nintendo games. I I was more of a because my parents I I think feared that taking us into Toys R Us. Mainly, so we got a lot of them from like Bradley's, and mm-hmm. you know. Well, for us, Toys R Us was the closest to our house. Yeah, you lived right down the street. It was either that or the mall, and at that time, the mall was shady. So literally, because there were lots of plastic plants in it. Oh, hold on, Schmuffin just. All right. Schmuffin. Hi, Schmuffin. Okay. Yeah, you're on. Is that the... door opening? You made you made the podcast. That's my chair creaking. Oh, yo, no, oh, no, it's like... cry. Yeah, she's she's moody at night. If she's not getting attention, well, it's morning. Yeah, she's nice. for her. It is. She's a, she's a night owl like uh, like uh, like me. Right, Muffin? Yeah. Anyway, continue on. See all right, one. so Nintendo. We've all seen this thing. All right. It's a hot button issue. A lot of developers uh, hated it. They they did. Um. Well, that's also the reason why you had so many um, subsidiary companies uh, pop up um, under, like, with, like, Konami or Capcom had all those other little... Uh, well, yeah, you could only publish three games? Five. Five. Five a year? You can publish five a year and, and get... You can only get five Nintendo... Um, original Nintendo seal of qualities. Seals of quality? Right. Seals. seals of seal quality. Of qualities? <laughs> no, it's seals of quality, because seal of qualities would mean multiple qualities. Multiple qualities yeah. versus multiple seals. Schmuffin, you on my lap is not going to make this. She's got her tail in my face. and So, Schmuffin. Schmuffin. Let our K alone. Let me alone. So, um, it's really, more, more than anything, it was a marketing ploy. Well, is I, what this was. I, I think it all was bred out of, let's call it the E.T. Uh, E.T., yeah. Well, it was the 83 crash. Right, which e. they say was caused by E.T. Atari uh, rushed this shitty video game to coincide with the movie E.T. that Spielberg signed off on. And mm-hmm. it, they they assumed they were going to sell a gazillion copies and sold none and then had to bury them all in some... Literally a landfill of video games. Yes, that they found. There's a documentary about it um, mm-hmm. they, in a, a New Mexico landfill. Uh, 
which led to the video game crash of 1983. And mm-hmm. they never thought it would repair. They thought video games were dead. But Nintendo figured, and, and Nintendo of Japan thought, you know, you, video games are dead in America. But he said his, son, he, his son-in-law and um, Howard Lincoln uh, decided that this was going to be a way to prevent that from happening again. They were mm-hmm. going to. I mean, granted, there's a lot of pieces of shit that made it through a Nintendo yeah, but it, it, there was a lot of good games. So. Yeah, the, the the seal of quality, you could say, is that it will work uh, on. In fact, I'll I'll just read it uh, verbatim. What what the seal actually officially means, and that is this official seal is your assurance that Nintendo has approved the quality of this product. Always look for this seal when buying games and accessories to ensure complete compatibility with your insert name of system here, NES at the time. So yeah, they're not necessarily meaning the quality of the game. They mean that the game will work on its system. Now, my favorite... Because a lot of shit made it through. Right. My favorite Nintendo accessory of all time, though, did not have this quality seal. Ooh, I know what that is. And the answer is... Game Genie. Bingo. And Galoob was sued and won. Yes, and won. Yes. I was actually... Uh, that was on my on my short list, that, that lawsuit. But I think we talked about that... We did, yeah. Uh, quite some time. Yeah. Uh, what, what, what's funny is, in 2003, they dropped the word quality. Oh, really? If you look, yeah. So now it's just the official Nintendo seal. And I, it might have been that people were getting more litigious... Uh, and, you know, they would dig deeper into what does quality actually mean. And also with the internet becoming something, um, it gives more place for people to bitch that, hey, this isn't a quality game. Um, It's funny that we talk about Nintendo. I got, recently, they re-released the NES Classic Mini. Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. picked one up. I was able to get one at Target because they actually made a number of them. The, the, when I was there the other night, they had SNES classics there. So they, their Nintendo is not being dicks about this one this time. Oh, and, that's nice of them. Yeah, and it's really easy to hack. It's almost like they made it to hack. Yeah. And like you could add games to it, and the menu stays the same, and it's really, really easy to add extra games to it. Um, I can see that. They, they they know what they're doing. They're not stupid. Right, but that's like almost an about face. That is true. From Nintendo's... I mean, you... you they were about, very... Yes, they're very protected. Look at... You talk I about mean, Apple being like the closed garden inventor? No, no, no. no. Nintendo invented the closed garden. And, mm-hmm. and Apple, I don't know if... Stole it, but Apple. A- Apple. Does well, it Apple also. definitely stole something. Yeah. Well, um, operating system. Well, no, the operating system was taken from Next. They stole the whole mouse from Xerox, and so did Bill Gates. And Steve Jobs was just pissed that Bill Gates also stole it. Uh, but you know it's. Great artists borrow, or good artists borrow, great artists steal, right? That's what they say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, what, what I found interesting was, I didn't realize this, the actual gray cartridge itself yeah. is it protected under Nintendo's, how do I say, copyright 
Um, yeah, because Tengen had to make ten, black ones. Tengen, they made... It's Tengen. Tengen never... Is it Tengen? Yeah. I, I say Tengen. Tengen. Is it Tengen? It's Tengen. That just sounds weird. Oh. That can't be right. Uh, this is what I got from Gaming Historian. He calls it Tengen. Is, is this on the internet? Yeah. Alright, it's Tengen. Um, see, either way, I can't lose. Um... But yeah, they came up with those black cartridges because uh, they didn't receive. They were uh, they were not a licensed. Um, you had to buy the carts. You had to buy the chips. You had to buy everything from Nintendo. Yeah, yeah, control freaks. But it saved the gaming industry. It absolutely did. Should we move on? Squeeze. Is it time to well, move on? Let us shall. Here, here's my pinnacle, everybody, and I use that word correct no matter what Squeezer says. I was trying to let everyone listen to the music, but then I realized I left my mic open. You could hear me eating chips. <laughs> did you hear me eating chips? I did. Oh, I'm adorable. <laughs> I like chips, and I'm hungry. You guys went to Wawa without me today. You were editing. I know. But I didn't still, want to disturb you. I like Wawa. Who doesn't? Well, I think I'm starting Not to get... Not those dirty sheets <clears throat> people out west. She she might say that yeah I know right sheets the worst. She might say this isn't true, and that she had Wawa before me. But I really I'm taking full credit for I think I'm starting to get Enchantress hooked on Wawa. I don't well, know, I'm super proud of it because there's one like five minutes not even from her new work. Mm-hmm. And you know she's been oh going, once you realize that it's right down the street then yeah gas station sandwiches are the way to go. <laughs> well, when we were leaving we went to see the Foo Fighters. On Saturday night, big shout out to Pat from Live Nation for the hookup on the seats again. We were really close. Uh, the next morning, we were driving to Point Pleasant Beach in New Jersey. And uh, we're, we're about maybe 20 minutes from getting there. And I'm like, oh, if, we, if we pass the sign that says Wawa, let's pull off because I haven't had my monster or anything yet. And we're kind of hungry. We mm-hmm. did, and um, oh my god, it was the best decision we made all day. Nothing like a. First of all, they're my favorite hoagies, Wawa's. If you if you're not from the east, northeast, I think they're in Florida now too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wawa truly is. Uh, it, it lords over your life, and you can't control yourself. <laughs> it's just so goddamn convenient. Yes. And nothing's more enjoyable than watching old people try to figure out how a touchscreen works. Right. Well, there's enough variety. Yeah, uh, to keep you coming back from. Well, you know, you stand there and you watch me as I ponder. Right. What shall I get today? Right. Yeah. Uh, their hot turkey's back. Their gobbler mm-hmm. already. And it's like the earliest it's ever been there. And, I think it's permanent now. Oh God, that's like the greatest news ever. I love you know I love their hot turkey bowls. Mm-hmm. Mashed potatoes and hot turkey gravy, so good. Anyway, we died. We died. if you don't know Wawa. 
Let me let me know. E- email me and maybe one we'll, of you. We'll make it a part of the mall tour when you all come up here and we'll go to a... Right, our live action. We'll, we'll, we'll all go to Wawa for lunch. We'll get big bowls of mashed potatoes and macaroni and cheese with chicken fingers on it. And <laughs> that's, then that's we'll just, go-to. I'll get we'll the just hot stroll turkey. through the Whitehall, the remnants of the Whitehall Mall and pet puppies that are covered in pee. <laughs> uh, anyway, I'm talking... <laughs> Wave Race 64. Oh, that's a fun game. That's a really fun game. And this was the first game. So the first game, obviously, I played for Nintendo 64 was Mario 64. And yes, it was groundbreaking. Yes, it blew my mind. Uh, uh, Yes, it, it was one of the best video games ever made. But then I got Wave Race 64. And I was just obsessed with that game. Um, I don't know what it was about. It, it made you. It was the first game that made me feel like, like there, like I was. I don't. You you the jump from, like Super Nintendo. If you're a wave race, it's like a sprite on like a sprite water. You know, mm-hmm. it's, you're very out of it. This was. This was you know you know wave race. You're 3D. You're in the water. The waves are crashing. The dolphins, the great music. Uh, you're basically just there's two modes. You're either uh, racing jet skis in the various courses and weather conditions, or you're doing like a stunt mode, which was my favorite. Um, and the, the music, the whole uh, play controls and everything. Of course, the man behind this game. I'll let you guess who from Nintendo was behind this game. Uh, Miyamoto? Bingo. Uh, they originally wanted to make F-Zero on water. Uh, making high-speed boats with transforming capabilities. But then, uh, Shigeru Miyamoto, uh, who's the producer, uh, replaced him with jet skis. Because, uh, he thought it would help differentiate from other titles on the system. And, um... For some reason, that that he's like a magician, Miyamoto. When he's with a game, mm-hmm. he he just helps. Like, there's something about that game, and it, 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 it that's intangible, Squeezer. Like, I can't describe what about that game makes you feel so happy. It's just you're racing jet skis. Well, it was also. I mean, it was groundbreaking. You've never had that kind of interaction with an environment. Ever. Oh, absolutely. No. And and it's an environment that makes a lot of people happy. You're in the water, it's beaches, it's lakes. Well, a lot of people, not everyone. <laughs> True. But and I said a lot of people. Um, know what's in that water? What's that? Sh- sharks. It's know true. what sharks do? Eat you. Not in lakes, though. Uh, lake sharks. Lake sharks. Mm-hmm. Um, I even went as far as to buy the sequel, which I still have. I thought you were going to say buy a jet ski for a second. God, I wanted one. My friend Tommy, you know Tommy, uh, he had two of them, and we've almost died many times on these jet skis. Really? The guy that climbed up on his roof and threw a flaming tiki torch on top of it and it rolled back at us. (laughs) Yes. Um, Yeah, he had two jet skis, and we almost died multiple times on those things. In the in the Atlantic Ocean. Uh, anyway, I I bought the sequel to this 
just because I love the 64 version so much, Wave Race Blue Storm. And I know it was shit on, but uh, it, it was it's really good. It's it's you know it's pretty much the same, and um, the weather effects are way better too in this game. So if you have never played it, get the Blue Storm. It's a it's a it's a, ho- a great sequel. I still have it. Enchantress and I played it last year. And originally, these are this was all based on a game for Game Boy that came out in '92 called Wave Race. It's just a jet ski game, and I think once they decided to go to jet skis and they realized they had that IP, they went with Wave Race. I mean, and the '60 this was perfect because the '64 it really was a party console, right? You know, like you can all sit around, like you'd all be crammed up on the futon. Right and Golden everyone's Eye, playing Mario Party. Mm-hmm. That's that. Those were the games that made this console and and this too. And it really showed off. I think as much as Mario sixty four showed off what this could be, I think Wave Race sixty four showed off its potential. Mm-hmm. For I mean, it, it, first of all, as long as it's the name produced by Shigeru Miyamoto is on it, you know you're not going to have a fucking shitty game. Mm-mm. And, um, and and just the, the the physics of it, the control, it's kind of like, um, like you, you think of like Quake, you know, it's it's not the biggest, flashiest, the biggest guns, armor, all you know, add-ons and stuff, but at its core, the gameplay, like the mechanics of it, right. is solid. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, that and that's what makes a good game. When you right now, there's someone like that, like fucking fuck you and your Quake. But oh, Quake, come on! I played Unreal actually, but that's because that's what I had a pirated copy of. So deal with it. Yeah, I'll deal with it. All right, uh, let's move on. We're still only at our third pick altogether, and your second pick. So let's take things. Zooming. Up. We're zooming through this. Here we go. What's this? Oh, you hit the post. Nice work. Thank you. <clears throat> I love this... my return. Right, hold on. WNBC. There you go. Uh, get your zappers out, folks. We're playing Gumshoe. Okay. Do you ever play Gumshoe? Nope. Oh, uh, you missed out. Um, I don't know if you would have been able to. Um, pretty right. sure little Ryan would have been rolling around on the floor biting his tongue. <laughs> I did um, start having seizures until so I was like 12 or 13, so... 12. Um, I would have got a migraine from it, though, probably. Yeah, well, th- you had to shoot so much, and so and you get that flash of the cube constantly, um, that, yeah, it would just sometimes just white out the screen because you're just shooting so much. Uh, because Gumshoe is a game completely played with your zapper. Um, as opposed to, uh, what was that other one that was on? I have it on my list right here. 
was it uh gotcha which was the um uh paintball game and with that one like that was like a first person tracking shooter and you could use the d-pad to move left and right um gumshoe it's a third person similar to you know imagine mario you're playing mario but in this game instead of you using the d-pad to control mario gumshoe uh what the hell is his name detective stevenson is always progressing forward at the same pace and all you can do is shoot him to make him jump or shoot any objects that are coming at him to protect him. Uh, okay. So you are clicking away. I never beat this game. I don't think I ever actually got past the first level. Um, but you are charged with, you have to rescue your daughter. Let me, I'll read off, right off the back of the box for you. Um, gumshoe, you'll have to shoot fast to get out of this light gun game alive. Ooh. Jennifer has been kidnapped. Now is your chance to prove you're a sharpshooting detective by helping Jennifer's father find the five diamonds that will pay her ransom. You'll use your zapper light gun to blow away anything that gets in your way. But even with the zapper, this case will be hard to crack because not only are the diamonds hard to find, but you only have 24 hours to find them. What's more, you'll have to think fast and shoot even faster because ferocious monsters, diving airplanes, and hungry man-eating sharks will stop at nothing to prevent you from getting to the diamonds. Think you're a sharpshooting detective? Well, you better be, because if you're not, it's curtains for you in this quick-on-the-trigger Nintendo light gun game. That was a good uh, announcer voice there, Squeeze. Thanks. If, if you like nasally, yeah. The only other game I ever played that I... I didn't realize that the Zapper could be used for anything for but Duck Hunt. I thought it was just made for Duck Hunt. Hmm. And then my friend had this game called The Adventures of Bayou Billy. Yeah. I wanted it so bad, but it was hard to find in stores. Uh, it is the most fun game, I think, that exists on Nintendo. I didn't even think about it until you brought this game up. I gotta, I gotta hunt that down. It's a Konami game. Uh-huh. And there, it's like uh, it's a controller game, and then there's just stages that is a rail shooter. Mm-hmm. And you use the zapper, uh... Uh, or you can use the controller, but the zapper's more fun. Yeah. And my friend down the street had it, and we would play this game all night long. It was so much fun. Um, well, that's nice. This game was hard as hell. And it could be really um, frustrating, too. So you would you shoot at your guy to make him jump. That doesn't use ammo. But shooting at objects um, that are after that, like uh, bottles flying at him and sharks and stuff, or missing him will cost you ammo. And you get ammo by jumping and collecting red balloons. Oh. Yes. Pretty sure there's a song written just about this game. 99 left red balloons? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, you, you could definitely get headaches. Play, you can watch this. Uh, I think there's like a 17-minute playthrough. Um, and you could see how frustrating you can get playing this. And you don't actually, so you hear the, the flashing and the shot of the gun, but imagine also that springy clicking the entire time. Um, it would, I could only assume uh, it would drive your parents crazy. Like just from down the hall or wherever you're at. But it, look, it's, it's not the most perfect game in the world. There is, you can, there's plenty of flaws to go with it and it's hard as hell. And it's been a while, but I, probably just suck at it just as much now as i did then but it was really novel 
and like a, I mean, this was a time where everyone was trying everything, and which was kind of cool. And it was definitely a novel attempt how to how to play a game. And I mean, you could have made this exact same game and just made it a platformer. And you know, no one's gonna talk about Gumshoe on a podcast about stuff from the eighties and nineties if you didn't control the entire game by shooting at it. <laughs> it's true. I mean, that's how you. That's how you make a game. Uh, that's how you get noticed. I would say. Oh well, yeah, and um, the the best part about it is, um, the uh, can I spoil the ending? Go ahead. It, it's been out for thirty years, so you know all all the games where it's like you get to the boss and you beat the villain and you're like, oh, I'm gonna take you down stuff. Nope, you collect the diamonds, you give it to the crime boss, and your daughter comes out, and the crime boss celebrates because he has all five diamonds. While you celebrate in what looks like Bowser's dungeon with a desk in it. <laughs> it's awesome. It, it's like it's like a, a Coen Brothers ending, almost. Or, like, something... Like, you wouldn't expect it at the time. Like, you'd think, okay, at the end, I'm going to take down the boss. No, you just turn over the diamonds. You get your daughter back. But... Yeah, there's no, like, yeah, I, I took down the bad guy. Nope, you just made him rich. The ransom worked. Well, sometimes that's what, what all you can do. Absolutely. Um, it was only one, when you said that you um, only thought uh, Duck Hunt. Right. What, and I'm assuming Duck Hunt, that was packaged yeah, with Mario. Yeah, we had Mario. the set, yeah. so, yeah. Um, you know, there's only 17 games out there ever made for the NES that actually work with the Zapper. Really? Yeah, seventeen of them, and and only a portion of those are um, you have to have <laughs> the, the zapper to to actually yeah, play uh, it. Like, uh, you did not need the zapper. No, no, but like uh, Gumshoe, Gotcha, uh, Hogan's Alley. That's a uh, yeah. I see Hogan, Hogan's Alley is the one that everyone talks about. That was like yeah, probably the most rather popular one, right? Classic. Uh, Wild Gunman of uh, Back to the Future fame. Yeah. Um, and then, I guess, track and field, too. I didn't know. I guess there's a, a shooting element to track and field, too. Um, well, yeah, it's a... It's I never played track and field, too. Decathlon, so. right? I would think so. Yeah. I never played either. I'm just... Triathlon? No, decathlon. Ten. Decathlon? decathlon? Well, it depends. I mean, if there's three th- three elements, it's a triathlon. I placed in a triathlon because I can actually shoot. <laughs> I finished second last in the swimming. I finished like fourth in the running because we all walked. And when we got to the finish line, I quick ran ahead of everyone. Oh, boy. And then I placed first in the shooting. So that like put me up in like fourth or fifth place or something like that. That's my squeezer. Yep. Uh, can we move on? Uh, yeah, let's do it. All right, here's my next bit. The Nintendo Cereal System. 
squeezer. This just wasn't your everyday box of cereal. This was a cereal system. Now, Ralston was famous for their <clears throat> licensed cereals. They made their Batman, the Batman Returns, Ninja Turtles, Ghostbusters cereal, uh, amongst many others, including Nerd cereal. You all know when you buy a box of Nerds, you get two flavors, right? There's a divider down the middle, and there's a slot for each side. You mix the flavors or just eat one or the other. Well, they Mix them? You could. Are you a monster? I mean, I'm not, but... Any, I've some... never... I didn't know you could even do that. Spe- I thought it was like Mission Impossible. If you mix... Like red light, green light, and then they explode. <laughs> right. So, they had a, uh, a, a nerd cereal, which had two separate bags... And um, there's two flavors. They're orange and grape or something like that. Nerd cereal. And you could even get a bowl with a divider down the middle that had like a, like a, like a, a trap door. You could lift it to mix it that came with it. Then this, um, this idea was further taken to the Nintendo cereal system. There was a Mario cereal, which is a fruity flavor, and a Zelda cereal, which was a berry flavor. And none of these had Marbits or anything in them there, but but I remember having them, and it was it was pretty good. And uh, um, there were two like small bags inside the box. <clears throat> uh, this was like super popular, and they had like like a bunch of like like just like the Ghostbusters cereal, like the hologram boxes and the giveaway boxes. And I felt like the cereal lasted forever, but it really was only like a year or two in the late 80s. But the Nintendo tie-ins, it just proves to say how huge Nintendo was at the time. And, and it might even be a comeback because we have just this past fall another Nintendo cereal, a Mario cereal from Kellogg's this time. Uh, that I have a box, actually. I haven't tried it yet. Uh, it's got Marbits and it's a mixed berry flavor. But um, the zeitgeist for Mario Brothers was just, and Nintendo in general, was just huge growing up. And I figured you couldn't do an everything Nintendo episode without mentioning the fact that they had, it wasn't a Mario cereal, it wasn't a Zelda cereal, it was a Nintendo cereal. Uh, That's how big the brand was. Mario was huge, Zelda was huge, but Nintendo was overlording all of it. Mm Mm-hmm. That's why I I, uh, I think um, it's proper to do a uh, Nintendo episode, right? Oh, absolutely. I think it was smart, too, like putting Mario and Zelda together. It's just, what, why put all your eggs in one basket? Or why just have one? You have these two massive IPs. Just slap them on the packaging together. Right. And, uh, and um, you, get fa- you get fans of both and you get fans of each. Uh, and I had this, um, I had, I told the story before we had this little like TV tuner television out in my garage. Uh, so my dad took our garage and split it in half. There was no cars parked in it. Half was kind of like a shop junk room with his workbench. And the other half was like our computer room and like television den almost. My, my mom didn't go in either. <laughs> Let's just say that. So I, I know for the, for a year when it was on syndication, I'd come home and on weekdays, Monday through Thursday, on, on Philly 57, uh, which we got with the tuner, even though we had cable, I, I love this little, it was this old little, like, like five-inch television that had, like, a, like a, a, a rabbit ears in the back of it. The built-in rabbit ears? Yeah, exactly. Uh, it was like a Sony Watchman, 
um, so I'd, I'd come home and I'd go in there and there's something like cool about having your own secret TV and, and, and I, I like made my little lair in my dad's shop and I'd watch, you know, I'd be okay, all right, yeah, this is a Mario episode. But then on Fridays, and we talked about this, that era, a Zelda episode. Mm-hmm. And that was always like a special treat. That was like a thing of like coming home on a Friday. And not only is it Friday, but you're going to watch a Zelda episode. So just like... Uh, and then Saturday morning, you're going to wake up and you're going to pour yourself a bowl of either Mario or Zelda cereal. So, made for a good weekend. Uh, and you played Nintendo the whole whole fucking time, too. So, that that's my next pick. And uh, time to move on. Squeeze. We're, we're, we're kicked in the next gear. Let's get to your pick without any uh, pomp and circumstance. Oh, yeah. Be with us at 6.30 Eastern Time tomorrow for another live viewer call-in program. Our topic and guest will be announced sometime tomorrow. Next, several programs focusing on the U.S. District Court for the Eastern District of New York, one of eight jurisdictions taking part in an experiment allowing cameras into federal courts. These programs are part of C-SPAN's expanded coverage of the federal judiciary. Was there a reason there was a, con- uh, a C-SPAN ad? Uh, I figured we're having way too much fun. Let's bring in some legalese. Uh, okay. Well, we're talking about the uh, New York, uh, Southern Southern District of New York here in 1984. Right. In Universal City Studios Incorporated versus Nintendo Company Limited. Oh, right, when they sued yes. about King Kong. Donkey Kong, King Kong, yes. Oh, yeah, Donkey Kong. So, uh, I don't want to call them uh, greedy fucks. But these greedy fucks at Universal decided they were going to sue Nintendo because Donkey Kong infringed on their copyright of King Kong. Right. Uh, and the best part about it is do you know why Donkey Kong doesn't infringe on King Kong on their rights to King Kong? No, they never it. really had them. Oh yeah, you know what? I that's in Blake Harris's book. Yeah, yeah. Um, I actually started going down a rabbit hole in this, and I want to do more King Kong. I didn't realize like the history of King Kong and like all the drama. It was that supposed to be a Popeye game, right? Well, not e- not even that. Just the oh, th- that game in particular. No, but it was supposed like, to be also a Popeye game. Yes, like it was Popeye, and it was Brutus was King Kong, and Olive Oil was the girl, and Popeye had to get up there. That's that was originally the game, and then they lost that license, and they changed it. Well, as far as licensing goes, so this guy Cooper uh, created. King Kong back in the 30s and then uh, he produced they produced a movie for RKO uh, and then uh, they what happened was like when if you go 50 years without uh, renewing your copyright it becomes public domain and that's what kind of Universal relied on so what happened was like RKO came in Universal bought some shit up 
and then Universal just started basically protecting King Kong as like their copyright and like suing people and threatening them and just hitting them with lawyers when they never really had the right to do that. And that's what they kind of try to do again with uh, uh, Donkey Kong. You can't get anything past Howard Lincoln. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, the judge basically ruled um, that Universal was using the courts to keep... Universal was keeping the little guy down in uh, Nintendo being the little guy. Um, I would still consider them the little guy. Uh, yeah, I guess... Compared to Sony and Microsoft? Well, that's true. That's true. And in... Yeah, even in the video game market alone, they're still the little guy. There was that time uh, Nintendo threw... Well, basically Nintendo. Even, like, the Genesis even gave them some shit, so... But they were always about quality. Go back and read... and um, um, This is a message for you, too, Squeezer. Mm -hmm. Blake J. Harris's book, Console Wars. Are you reading it now? Yes, reading it right now. That's my only suggestion. He covers a lot of this ground in in this book. So, that would be... So, you don't need me? No, we need you, but I mean... No. No, I got it. Oh, are you going to read the whole book to us? Should I? I mean, I know you would for spite. Yeah. No, we need you, Squeeze. We need you to tell us the story. I'm just saying... I'm giving a shout out to our friend of the show. Oh no, I I, I agree wholeheartedly, but I, I can't compete with that because he writes words and <laughs> I just we speak them. I we try to. I, I try to. I Google them and then decide whether or not they're insulting or not. Did you learn anything else about the King Kong? Like no, I absolutely. It, it's the clusterfuck. It gets really convoluted and a lot of legalese. But it, it was even more early on. Like I more got lost in the Universal RKO suit that became the standing that Nintendo was able to win their case. And Universal basically gave Nintendo what they needed to win when they went to court against RKO. Back in the day. Right. Um, yeah, it's great great stuff. There's a lot out there. Um, even the King of Kong stuff got just recently debunked. Uh, I guess he used an emulator, not the actual cabinet. No shit. Yeah, so he doesn't technically hold the record. Uh, it still doesn't take away from the fact that that movie's hilarious. Yeah, it's pretty good. So couple things you could check out if you want to go further in the King Kong rabbit hole. The movie King of Kong and the book Console Wars by Blake J. Harris. I, I know there's books too on King Kong alone. We just haven't had them on our show, so fuck them. I'm not going to promote them. Yeah. Uh, should we move on? Yeah, let's do it. All right.
if you know that sound, you really enjoyed a video game that I enjoyed also. Adventure Island 2 for a Nintendo Entertainment System. God, this game was fun. This might be my second favorite Nintendo game behind Mario Brothers 3. It's a scroller, a platformer, where you collect eggs and you get dinosaurs. If you finish the 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 course the 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 the, 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 the what what can I think of? The course is right. The level. If you finish the level with okay. said dinosaur you collected, mm-hmm. that dinosaur you can then store in your inventory. So it became more of a hoarding game, like. Because God forbid you use your dinosaur to get through the the level when you could get through it without it and hoard your dinosaurs to the end. Uh, have you ever you played Adventure Island too? Uh huh. Yeah. So you know you get not the, well. Oh, I I love this game. I I beat this game actually. Uh, even and this was a game that had a port for a Game Boy Adventure Island too. Mm-hmm. That was just as good as as if not like an expanded version of the of the uh, Nintendo version, just without the color palette. Uh, and it was probably behind Tiny Toons, Babs Big Break, my f- second favorite a Game Boy game, <clears throat> Adventure Island Two. So so freaking great. There was Adventure Island, I never played it. There was Adventure Island Three, I never played it really. Adventure Island Two. I told the story of how I got Adventure Super Adventure Island from Toys R Us on uh, the clearance rack when after I got my SNES that Christmas break. What a pile of shit that game is. No wonder it was on the Nintendo. Really? Yeah, oh, God. Oh. Uh, that was Hudson. So Hudson tried to break through. Hudson even, if you go on Game and Historian's YouTube page, she did this pretty cool video on Hudson decided to like make some PC versions of Nintendo games. And it's pretty cool like to see that. Like a PC version and in Japan only of Mario Brothers, <clears throat> uh, but Hudson like made the Turbo Graphic 16. You know they had Bonks and Bomberman and whatnot. But uh, in my opinion, Adventure Island 2 was the greatest achievement and one of my favorite games of all time. So I, I would be remiss if we talked everything Nintendo and I didn't talk Adventure Island 2. Squeeze. Mm-hmm. Anything to add? No, because I wasn't any good at it. No, it was so easy I was, though. I w- I was young when I was playing it. I didn't know any better. Because I think I had the f- first one. Did I? But I think I added that one to my collection later. I know for a fact the neighbor had it. So it's not like it's something that I could really practice or or play at. And if- right, my neighbor had it. That's how I got into it. Matt down the street and. Mm. That was like one of my favorite reasons to go to his house. He had Adventure Island too. Well, see, they also had uh, track and field, and so I did my neighbor the with the power pad. Yeah, so I thought that was the coolest thing. So I just wanted to play with that the whole time. Man, neighbors getting the better games. How about it? Yeah, I will go home and play Ghostbusters and climb stairs all day. We had Ghostbusters for Commodore sixty four, not Nintendo, but we had Ghostbusters two for Nintendo, which was almost as impossible. They really did just want to make you suffer. A lot of games back then did. I mean, you talk about games nowadays being too easy. They were not the case back then. Mm-mm. But uh, we're we're on a roll now, so uh, we're moving on. I'm going to get ready for your next pick. I'm interested to see what this actually is. 
Game Genie, the big, awesome video game enhancer is now Canadian. Smaller. Game Genie works its power on Game Boy. Turn Genie's power off and on as you play. Game Genie for Game Boy with Super Small Codebook. Excellent! I had this. With Super Small Codebook? So it, it, it's stored. There's like a little compartment on the back of it. That's, That's the coolest thing any peripheral has ever had. Yeah. I it really wasn't because they're really it also had stickers that you could put on the back of the games because with the the game genie for Game Boy was about the size of a Game Boy. Yes. So you plug this thing in the top, but it flipped the the cartridge around so that the back was facing you. Mm-hmm. So that it came with stickers for a lot of the games that you put in the back. So when you stick it in, you wouldn't need to pull out the little code book. The codes were right there. Ah, that's clever. Yeah. It's it was so big though, like sticking out the top. Oh, and massive. it would make it real top heavy. Yeah. It's almost it's almost like you would need like a like a like a shoulder strap or something. Well, like a counterbalance on the bottom to balance it out. Either I talked counter, about this. A counterbalancer or a shoulder strap and wh- what kind of Game Boy peripheral would have a, a shoulder strap? Oh, that's right. My handy boy had a shoulder <laughs> strap. <laughs> Uh, I, I, I don't know why I love this damn thing. So that had like the magnifying glass and everything? Yeah. So, yeah. So there, there were so many different, so you had your magnifiers, you had your speakers, you had your lights, you had, uh, um, straps, you had all the, 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 it's funny for a Game Boy that's supposed to be portable, they've really sold you a ton of crap to make it as importable as possible. Uh, if importable is a word. I just looked it up, it is. Um, so, uh, the Handy Boy, uh, created by STD, which I'm not going to go there. Uh, Angry Video Game Nerd took care of that uh, for us. He pointed out the hilarity that is a company producing uh, electronic toys named STD. Um, so, it, it this clips down over the front of your screen. And there are two switches. One would power the light, and one would power the speakers. And then it had a uh, a glass, uh, a magnifier that had like these little articulating arms that you could pull out and adjust uh, to your angle, so you can also you know blow up your screen. The and it all collapsed down, cause so like the the speakers would fold out. You pull the mirror out, and then you would also take the little. Uh, there was a joystick and thumb buttons that would clip on and cover the D-pad and the buttons. So now you had a joystick and two thumb buttons that were much less responsive. Um, that would always either fall off, break, or it really didn't work. Like it just there was no need for that. You, I would never actually. I don't think I ever really played with it with that attached. Um, now here's the awesome thing. Now you need the power of the light, right? Right. So a lot of these early Game Boy peripherals, the light that w- you would get with it, and this is before the little curly Q ones that you could just plug in with like a Game Boy Color, like right, the little LED good. ones. LEDs, those were great. Yeah, um, yeah they're fantastic. I still have mine uh, yeah, so for, my, for my Advance. Translucent purple. And my color. Yeah. Uh, translucent purple, yes. Um, so a lot of those lights ran off of four AA batteries. The same amount of batteries you would need to power your Game Boy. And the Game Boy would last, last longer than the light. Uh, yes. 
So, what these guys did was, they had this ingenious idea of having a wire on it that you can plug in into the DC uh, input on your Game Boy. Right. It, see, it, the pro- see where I'm going with this? Use reverse power. It didn't work. It didn't? No, never worked. Uh, I don't know what was with it. It mine never worked, and they knew it too, because it also came with a connector. Um, with like that, you would mine. I had. I don't know if it came with it or I did it myself, but you would Velcro this little thing to the back of your Game Boy, and then you could plug the cord into the uh, Handy Boy, and then it had two little tabs that you could open up the battery pack and slip in between the batteries and the terminals mm-hmm. so that you could then feed power to your handy boy that way. Oh. So the fact that they added this in meant that when they designed this thing, they knew, or at the conclusion of the construction of the device, you couldn't power it off of the DC uh, input on the side of the Game Boy. And you would plug your speakers in and get a, a mediocre sound out of it. You were better off using actual game speakers. But I love this thing because it just looked cool. Right. It was this big device and like you would unfold it and it came with a strap because it was so heavy. And yeah, I, I even just for the mirror, uh, it was definitely worth it. Uh, the, the light was handy too, of course. Of course. Uh, but yeah, I love mine. I would just play via tra- tra- traffic lights or uh, street lights. Oh, just trying to find the closest. Oh, I remember just leaning up on like the edge of the couch and like kind of like hunched over, just trying to angle it at the lamp like next to the couch. Right. <laughs> uh, but then you know you had your, uh, you know your four player adapters. You also you had the battery packs. They had um, uh, they actually had a solar pack. <laughs> um, and do you remember Booster Boy? Oh yeah, I think I I talked about this yeah. uh, before. My my cousin had this, and we would play our Mortal Kombat tournaments on it. And it really, really took uh, kind of just slapped you in the face, your parents in the face, saying, "Hey, you bought your kid this portable gaming device. Uh, give him this thing that is going that would. It's like a laptop, and uh." Early on, yeah, it, it, was, it it turned a Game Boy, which was already kind of big, into about the size of a like. It it went from a brick like a, to a cinder block. Yeah, clothing iron. Yeah, <laughs> clothing iron, and it probably generated just as much heat. Yeah, and it made it the, like those controls that like went over the top of it made it harder to, to control. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it it was not very. Uh, I want to say intuitive. What's the word when it's physical and you're like uh, cognizant? No, that's not the word. Ergonomic. Ergonomic. Ergo- that's a good one. It's not what I was looking for, but it works. Thanks for bailing me out. Um. Yeah. Whereas with my handy boy, you, you could still, you know, so use you, the regular you, pads, you and played... you had a shoulder strap. Who didn't want a shoulder? And the best part was, you just fold it all up, and now you sling it over your shoulder. And now you carry a Game Boy with you wherever you go. So it's like a, like an awesome purse. 
Uh, here's my question. Yes. You had Mortal Kombat for Game Boy tournaments? Uh, yeah. Uh, so I, I have this story that I wanted to write about online. I think I might have written about when I was sick. My dad, and this was like the hit or miss as far as uh, game, uh, video game rentals are concerned. My dad, I was sick. He took me to the doctor. I was home from school. And we rented Mortal Kombat for Game Boy. Mm-hmm. Man, was I fucking pissed at what a dud that was. Yeah. Yeah, it was a disappointment. Well, we had, because we'd have like, you know, big sleep, but there'd be like maybe 10 or 12 of us over at his house. We'd just be up all night having our, and he had a Genesis. Mm-hmm. So we'd have Mortal Kombat Genesis tournaments. But when you weren't playing on the Genesis, we had a second tournament going on the Game Boy. Uh, and you did it that way. So yeah, okay. so yeah, two going at the same time. I had that big. Speaking of shoulder straps, I had that big pla- hard plastic Game Boy carrying case that looked like the a one that was Game shaped Boy. like a Game Boy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I got that with. Uh, uh, so I made the mistake of buying a boy and his blob for Game Boy with that. Oh, yeah. oh. With some money I had saved up. Um, but then for Easter, I got Bab's Big Break my easter basket like a good because i was a good boy and and that was that became my favorite it's still my favorite all-time game boy game uh i guess it's time to move on to my last pick and oh uh, wow yeah we're, we're zooming so i had to use the mario music in here because it's kind of like the gamers national anthem uh but uh, I wanted to talk about those Hasbro Nintendo high score trophy figurines. Remember these? Look them up. When I see them, I'll probably remember them. Uh, so I remember Nintendo? them from, from two ways. So we, we, my friend down the street, Vincent, his sister took us to Nintendo. Not to Nintendo. To uh, Toys R Us. It's getting late. It's 2 in the morning. And they were on the video game section. They were like in they're in these black boxes and they were marked down to like 90 cents. And we still didn't. We, I got a punch at one. Uh, then my friend Joey, he was such a big Nintendo freak that he bought the he, he bought all the Mario ones. There's like four or five different ones and had his dad take them off the diorama stands to kind of make, you know, action figures out of them. Because there was no real Mario action figures at the time. That's but true. Th- these were like dioramas that had like a section you could write your high score on. And they were made by Hasbro. And they weren't mm. popular. So they were like Zelda. I only think, I think there was maybe Metroid, Zelda, Punch-Out, and Mario. There might not have even been Metroid, but there was definitely Punch-Out, Zelda, and Mario. Uh, and they were just stupid fucking... <laughs> Stupid pieces of shit. But uh, if you've never seen these, look them, look them up. And I guarantee you'll see Toys R Us markdown stickers to like 90 cents, 95 cents. That's how quick they went. They, they almost went down as quick as the Power Glove. Went down to like $10. Oof. Nothing That's got marked down to say. Now, only if we were smart enough to buy like 100 of those Power Gloves with our, our, our um, confirmation money and just store them in like... Uh, like a temperature controlled room, like we could probably sell those in the box power gloves for like two hundred dollars now. Wow! Wait, really? Yeah. So that's uh, all right. 
Alright, how much does a time machine cost to build? Yeah, alright. I'm serious. Uh, well, I, I, th I think if you come to our office after 4 o'clock when the door is locked, you could break in and steal ours. Our time machine? I'm only assuming that's why they lock the fucking doors automatically at 4 o'clock every day. Because we keep a time machine in there. Oh. Well, what if I use the time machine at 3.59 and go into the future and then I'll be inside and then I can use the time machine? You're only going to get the time machine if you break in. Oh, that's not fun. Yeah. I'm not I'm not up for being. I'm not that risky. No. That's why I have my video game so I can live vicariously and do awful things in them. That's true. Speaking like of living, jump on turtles heads. Speaking of living vicariously through video games, squeezer. Oh, what an awesome transition. Exactly. Here we go. That I interrupted. Welcome to Video Land. Ultimate warp zone. We don't have to sit through this whole bad intro, do we? Um. I thought I told you to clean up your room. Yes. Whoa. Whoa. It's funny. I, I forgot this was on your list. Bayou Billy was on this show. Was it really? It was like a. It was like a crocodile D knockoff. Yeah. Bayou huh. Billy was on. There's an episode of Bayou Billy. Uh, yeah, talk about living vicariously. This was everyone's dream. Yeah, being sucked in to uh, mm -hmm. dating the princess, falling in love with Zelda in an episode, having a zapper and your dog there. Oh, you got a zapper? I just wanted to hang out with Mega Man all day. Yeah, the Mega Man who... Knock like this! And kiss <laughs> yeah. Chris. I just and, wanted someone my and, height. And a scaredy cat, Simon Belmont. Yeah, they really did... Make him a giant uh, pussy? Yeah, I, I, but I like what they did with the characters. Why did uh, Mother Brain sound like Little Richard? Oh, did you go Little Richard? Um, well, it was actually Levi Stubbs, who, along the same lines. Yeah. Um, but uh, Levi was uh, Megatron, right? Now I just threw you completely No, off. he was in the Four Tops. Yeah, but he did, he did the voice of Megatron, right? Did he really? Well, the guy... All right, I'm thinking of... No, I'm thinking of someone else. No. No. I don't know why I always thought Mother Brain reminded me of, like... Oh, I okay. just thought it was Tim Curry from of. Rocky Horror. It was... He was uh, Audrey, too. That's the voice. Okay. Yeah. No, to me, Mother Brain was Tim Curry. Yeah. I had, like... I thought it was, like, a Tim Curry Rocky Horror thing going on. And it hey, kind of freaked me out. Little Shop of Horrors. No, I was thinking Rocky Horror. Yeah. Um, yeah, cause, I mean, I think Mother Brain looks like a transvestite. Yeah, don't you? Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. Um, he looks like yeah, Tim Curry, oh. or she looks like Tim Curry in the... Yeah, in the, that's why I always thought that's who it was. And you know, it's what's weird, um, doesn't it sound like Raph when Kevin gets sucked in? Yeah. What's funny is, 
you know, he actually ended up playing Raph. Uh, the guy that does the voice. Oh, really? uh, what's his name? Uh, Matt Hill, who is the anim- the voice of the animated Kevin, mm-hmm. actually played Raph as just the bodysuit actor in uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3. Really? It was in time, yes. The one no one and- liked. But yeah, no, but he does a ton of other uh, voice acting work, too. He was like Ed, Ed, and Eddie, and I think he actually does some voice work for the newer Ninja Turtles, too. Oh, nice. So yeah. did you know, by the way, now that we're talking Ninja Turtles, that mm-hmm. they remade the arcade game? Uh, I thought I saw that. I heard that. So yeah. all the Turtles are 3D, but the dynamics are almost exactly the same. Uh, it's fucking awesome. Enchantress and I were playing at the beach. You could play all four turtles. And there's like a power up, so they updated it. But like, you still get held on. You, like, it's it's really cool. Um, if you see it, give it a play. It's very much a throwback, like an updated throwback of the original game. Uh, so you you played it. As you had a, there was a uh, a cabinet down there. Yeah, four banger. Yeah, we we played. Nice. It. Yeah. One day. One day. One day. What? I'm gonna have my own cabinet. This was something I have my own arcade. I thought like, oh, I, this is something I would like to have the new one and the old one. I would like side to, by side. Yeah, side by side. That's when you have fu money. When you can have two video game cabinets of the same game. We we also want to get. We played a lot of the Guardians of the Galaxy pinball game, and Chantress is very good at it. I am horrible at it, but. We want to get one for the house. She said she'd never leave, and that's my dream, never leaving the house. So I might have to I get one. Maybe I have a good pinball machine. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was a place that uh, right down the street from where I grew up, and man, they would just that's what they did. They sold and repaired pinball machines. And I like dreamed of one day going in there and just like buying my own pinball machine. Yeah. And uh, now then it they. Well, when was the last time you've been to the beach? Uh, for never ago. Really. Yeah, it's just not your thing. Not my thing. No, one uh, too many people. Okay. Um, that's about it. That's, that's about it. It's that's just all the people. I like every everything else to go along with it, um, except for people. We played so many claw games and arcade games, and so much down the clown. I felt like I needed Tommy John surgery. <laughs> well, see, I can do that. You go to Hershey Park; they have a big arcade there. Yeah, <laughs> I, a Hershey lot of Park's classic tons games. Tons of people, though. What the. Yeah, but they're all on rides. They're not in the yeah. arcade. Uh, well, they're all on the beach. I love those swimming in the ocean. The ocean kicked their ass. Yeah, um, yeah. No one else kicks your ass. Sharks. Yeah. yeah. I saw this great tweet though that you, you every kid can sympathize with. It's like a dad's favorite part of vacation is acting like he's better than everyone else because he woke up the earliest. <laughs> well, well, well. Look who's finally <laughs> up. That's uh, that's why I can never be a dad because I'm not going to be out the earliest. I uh, that's what I do best, and I am that snarky asshole that would tell you, <laughs> "Look at me." Well, hey, my thing is, I'm on vacation. I want to enjoy it. Why would I want to sleep through it? I'm unconscious. I can be unconscious at home. One of my favorite things to do is sleep in. So, oh, it's such a waste of time. No, oh, it's it's glorious, Squeezer. It's glorious. Oh, it's so bo- you don't know you're doing it. You asked me how I got. How I'm doing it the other, today? You did, yeah. Getting these blogs done. Sleeping in is the key to success, Squeezer. 
<laughs> I'll write that down. Hang on. Yeah, let Squeeze that know about that. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to write her a note, and I'm going to leave it by her bed. So when she sees that, S- soon, sleep. Squeezer, soon you'll be drag having to drag her out of bed. She's anything d- like my little sister in the morning. No. You'll have to drag her out of bed. No, she sees the day. No, you... Th- you gotta seize the day. Yeah, that's why I mean... You gotta it's... grab it by the throat and strangle the life out of it. Right, that's why... cut its that's grass. Why you're complaining about her waking you up at 5 o'clock. At... I would never complain about it. Well, you, you're not complaining, but you say, Oh, you know, my daughter woke me up at 5 o'clock. Your, your daughter's gonna be complaining to our friends. My fucking dad woke me up at 5 o'clock. I'm gonna kill him. Well, yeah. Do you know why? Because you did it to me. Payback. Yeah, you gotta, I, sun, you, the sunrise is a beautiful thing. Squeezer, if I know anything about you, it's you know how to hold a grudge. Yeah, yes. Yeah. I'm not even going to try to... Yeah, I do. And not even against other people, against myself. I've done There's stuff that I've done so long ago, and I still um, plan on retribution against myself for it. So I didn't know Captain N had three seasons. Yeah. Yeah, it ran for a while, and it was always it was always cool because you knew it was paired with um, Mario. Su- uh, Mario, Mario, yeah, 3. it was either uh, yeah, Super Mario, Mario Three World. or Super Mario World. Yeah, so it was like a, an hour block of Nintendo awesomeness. Yeah, and it, it was the second show, so like you'd get that great Mario Three episode, and then you get a really cool Captain N with a weird little Mega Man who talked like this. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Simon Belmont. Not a big Kid Icarus fan. That game is hard as shit, man. Yeah, in fact, I don't even think I played Kid Icarus as a kid. I don't even think I even played Kid Icarus I had on an NES. It wasn't until, like, late 90s when I was getting, like, emulators and stuff. Yeah, I played it. For, we had it for Game Boy. Uh, we rented it, and it was hard as shit. Mm-hmm. Well, so, actually, all those games were, you think about it. Yeah. Metroid, Metroid Castlevania, Castlevania, Castlevania Mega 2. Man. Are you fucking kidding me? Uh, great games, though. Great games. Oh, absolutely. Um, I, I would have liked if they had Samus in there, and she he, and and Captain N was torn between. If and they should have had Samus instead of just the prince, just general princess. Yeah. Samus was just a badass, a kicked ass. Uh, that it, would be an interesting little love triangle. It would be, yeah. They kind of explored the love triangle when they did the Legend of Zelda crossover. And Link mm-hmm. was jealous of Captain N because Zelda thought he was cute. And then mm-hmm. the, prin- the princess and Captain N got jealous of the fact that Princess Zelda... Yeah, yeah, neither here. You can watch. They're on YouTube. Give them a watch. But uh, this was a fun episode. We've, yeah. we've, we've killed everything Nintendo. We talked about it. We didn't kill it, but we went through this episode. We talked about it. And Squeezer? This yes, is, sir. This is one of our first ones. We went straight through tip to tail. No breaks. Nothing. No breaks. Oh, no that's edits. impressive. Yeah. Look at us go. It's like we know what we're doing. We just... We just... Wow, can we get one, can we get one of those uh, Nintendo uh, high score dealies? Yeah, we should get one of those Hasbro Nintendo high score trophies for an hour and 27 minutes without an edit or a mistake. Well, I'm sure we made mistakes, but no, oh, yeah. no, none no, that no, we're no, cutting no. out. 
you lose you lose a couple. That's why you put the Konami code in before you get fired up. Right. You get that's twenty nine that good that fuck up. Showing like uh, black magic camera rigs from Mad Max Fury Road and talking about Matthew's equipment for an hour before we started this. That is very true. That yes. was our Konami code. Uh, but this was fun. And uh, one more reminder: check out radiers.com. Uh, read all our blogs and uh, squeeze. You got anything? Uh, no. All right, then we'll see you next week. We'll talk to you next week with another Rad Years podcast. I'm RK. I'm Squeezer. We'll talk to you.